This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, so some interesting stuff from the quarterback there, uh, but let's move forward now, look ahead to the Vikings, on to Minnesota, as as Mike McCarthy has said this week. Uh, before we move on to Minnesota, though, I need to remind you guys of our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks, and I keep telling you guys about Tuesdays and Wednesdays at Boomer Jacks because that's the day you need to go out there if you're a big fan of wings. Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday, it's half-price boneless wings. But the rest of the week, they got great deals for you, too. They've got amazing drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and uh, wonderful appetizers, wonderful entrees, wall-to-wall TVs, live music, just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. Uh, you can find your uh, DFW location at boomerjacks.com. There's 17 of them, so head over to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, this uh, Minnesota game coming up, and, and we'll pick this here at the end. Uh, I don't feel great about Dallas's chances. I think, I think Dallas can easily win this game, but man, I, I, I think that their winning streak here in Minnesota might be coming to an end and they've had a lot of good fortune, three straight wins uh, in Minnesota on the road, one with a rookie quarterback in Dak Prescott, and then with two backup quarterbacks winning these games. So they've had a lot of good fortune out there. I think this might be the week where it gets snapped uh, because Minnesota, I think right now has put together a really strong all-around football team like they they're not they don't really have glaring weaknesses I don't feel like um they're they're just kind of steady across the board they've got playmakers at every position on offense uh Brian for you what is the biggest key heading into this game for the Cowboys I think it's going to come on the defensive side of the ball and I believe everything you said about Minnesota is completely accurate uh they force turnovers Dallas has turned over the ball. You know, we've seen turnovers and Minnesota forces turnovers. That's going to be a problem. Uh, Minnesota wins uh, one score games. Uh, It doesn't matter how far down they get in a game. They keep playing. And I think that's a tough thing to beat. You know, Dallas might have success for three quarters of this game. And then in the fourth, you know, Dallas – you know, they have got to find a way to finish some games. And, you know, they had a 14-point lead against Green Bay, couldn't finish that off. You know, and to me, Minnesota has better offensive weapons than what Green Bay has. 
the better receiver, better running back. You know, the quarterback, I, I think, is playing at a, a level where he'll turn the ball over occasionally and make some crazy plays that, you know, there are crazy decisions that you go, man, that's that's terrible. And But this team finds a way to win. And the defensive metrics tell you that they don't particularly play the run great or, you know, what they do in the passing game. But they, like I mentioned, they turned you over. And they yeah. stay they stay around in games, and they continue to play hard in games, even though they're down. And sometimes you have to be just really fortunate in games. And they've had some games where they've been very, very fortunate. They were fortunate in Buffalo that Buffalo couldn't execute a simple quarterback center exchange. They were very fortunate on fourth and sixteen that the Buffalo corner didn't just try and knock the ball down instead of trying to intercept the ball. You know. They've had some really, really good breaks along the way. Uh, But some teams have slowed them down along the way, too. The Miami game was a game where they got slowed down offensive, but they still find ways to win games. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a difficult game for the Cowboys to have to deal with because there's questions about the Cowboys' run defense, you know, And, and we've talked about it. We've talked about how good these backs are. And you don't have to have a great offensive line to run block especially if you figured out that you could crack toss, you could just uh, man block. You know, the Cowboys are not doing a very good job of getting off blocks. And so you don't have to be. The Vikings can neutralize what you're really good at, and that's pass rush. So I I think it's going to be a difficult game. I know I went long there talking about things, but I I just don't – I don't feel great about this either because I feel like that the the Vikings – have gotten things kind of figured out with how they need to win games or how they need to stay in games so they can win them in the end. Mike McCarthy talked on uh, Friday with Sean and RJ that a big reason why Micah Parsons ended up playing at linebacker as much as he did is because they anticipated Green Bay running the ball like they did. They anticipated that they were going to attack him like that. Um, That that obviously didn't matter much, uh, and you lost what he can do in the pass rush. Would you... Would you rather see Micah Parsons playing at linebacker this week, or would you rather see him trying to take advantage of, of some things up the you know A and B gaps against guys like Ed Ingram? Would you rather see him rushing yeah. the pass more, or or you know trying to contribute and stop the bleeding in the run game? Uh, Micah Parsons is capable of playing both. He's capable of rushing the pass, and he's capable of affecting the running game. You know, when you watch Micah Parsons play at linebacker and he sees the play and he sees where the ball's going. He is generally going to beat everybody to the ball. Leighton Vander Esch, uh, anybody else, Barr, whoever's on the field, he runs past everybody getting to the ball. And so, you know, that's that's what you need. You don't – where you don't need Michael Parsons is playing linebacker and then all of a sudden he overruns a play or he runs behind a block. You know, that's – you don't need that. You need him – you need him – getting to the ball and finishing. And we've seen it hundreds of times with him. But as of late, we've also seen him overrun plays. And like I mentioned, run behind blocks. You can't do that. You could could do it against Indiana and Michigan State, but you can't do it against these teams that have these really good backs that when they hit the hole, it's to and through the hole. Let's be honest too, Bobby. I'm not a big numbers guy. I mean, I like – I think there's certain numbers that you can talk about. But the Cowboys are – 
they're allowing ball carriers 1.6 yards before they get even to contact. It's like yeah, 27th in the league. You know, yeah. you, 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 to play really good run defense, you've got to get guys to the ball right there, right now. And they're just not doing a good enough job. Now, to answer your question, I think Micah Parsons is capable of giving you a great pass rush. You know, fourth and seven the other day, they couldn't get off the field. That was a pass rush situation. They just couldn't get off the field. That's the ball game right there. You stop Green Bay on fourth and seven, that's the ball game. It's over. You're going to get the ball at midfield. You're probably going to drive down the field. You're going to kill clock. You're going to kick a field goal, and it's going to be over. But, no, you you don't. You don't. So Dallas has got to get back to just to playing a more sound uh, game when it comes to defense, and that, that includes their, their technique. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Micah Parsons yesterday on the run defense says we've just got to trust each other. Trust is going to be the key to everything and where we want to go. We've got to trust someone is going to be in the B gap when they're supposed to be in the B gap. Without that trust, we won't go far. Do you think some of what you saw in terms of, you know, Micah Parsons trying to play a little hero ball, do you think that that comes down to the fact that he didn't feel like he could trust guys to do their assignments? Well, yeah, I think, and Bobby too, by the way, and and I had somebody reach out to me, and, I, and I'm always one of those guys to admit when I'm wrong or see something wrong. You know, the other day on the, the run, the Jones touchdown run, that was supposed to be slant four. All four guys were supposed to slant, and Hankins didn't slant. And so instead, you know, I was talking about what Fowler would had done, and that because it looked like when Hankins went to the left, it looks like they were trying to maybe run a double twist. You know, just two guys twist and and see if they could be disrupted. But when they ran the ball, uh, you know, Hankins has got to go to his right and Fowler. So Fowler was right on the play. Hankins was the one that was wrong. Now, that's what Micah Parsons is talking about. Now, Hankins hasn't been here for a whole, you know, for a lot of practices and a lot of days. But those are the kinds of breakdowns. That's what he's talking about. The trust. The trust that somebody's going to be in the B gap when he's responsible for uh, the A gap, or he's responsible for the C gap. You know, that's 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 what he's talking about right there. You know, they've had a lot of guys that have, uh, you know, it's not just all getting blocked. There's some scheme things. And, you know, I, hey, I was in the league a long time. Uh, I, I see things. I'm like, okay, that looks like what it is to me. But, you know, there's sometimes I'm wrong about this stuff too. And, you know, they're, they were they were bad the other day when it came to, you know, playing with the playing with the technique and playing really good assignment football. How does that get fixed this week against the Vikings? I mean, is that as simple as just, hey, everybody needs to to have ultra awareness that they didn't do a good enough job, or or, or what's the approach? Like, how do you repair that for for a running attack that's as dynamic as what Minnesota has? It goes back to what you have with the offense when you start to talk about communication. You know, it, it maybe it's a little bit more. Don't take things for granted. Don't take for granted that that uh, Hankins knows where he's going. Don't take for granted that that uh, that uh, 
you know, that you're going to get a guy, you know, you're going to get a defensive end, whether it's Armstrong or Basham or uh, one of those guys playing that defensive end. Don't take for granted that they're going to get off those blocks. You know, I think this is more about communication. I think it's about preparation. I think it's about really, you know, like, like Parson said, you know, the trust, like, hey, I trust you to know your assignments. I trust you to keep your outside shoulder free uh, on this technique. If you have to go inside, you know, fire inside, get inside, don't get blocked. You know, there's, hey, there's sometimes, in, you know, there's sometimes in games where guys are going to block or get blocked. It happens. But don't, don't give, don't encourage offenses to have success because you're making mental mistakes or your, you know, physical mistakes you can live with. The mental ones are the ones I think that are killer. And that's where, that's where, you know, locking in and, and, if you have to have the extra walkthroughs, you have to have the extra study or the extra film or whatever you have to do, prep that thing to where you don't make mistakes and, and hurt your team and, uh, you know, playing, playing run defense. I know there have been some frustrations with Dak Prescott with the passing game, with the communication and everything else, but it sure feels like the way you win this game this weekend is passing the ball. Just I, I think when you look yeah. at the way that Minnesota covers and, and look, yeah. they will get turnovers, but – Man, that that has bailed them out from 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 some sticky situations this sure year. Has. Where up a lot of yards, and so yeah. this feels like a game where CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, the tight ends, like they can have an impact. Uh, the communication, especially in a loud environment like that, it feels like it's going to have to be on point. But is that the way you see it? That that this is going to have to be a game that if we come out of this on Monday and we're talking about a Dallas victory, we're in all likelihood talking about a really good game from Dak Prescott in the yeah. past. I think so. And, you know, this is a team that struggles defending the tight ends. And, you know, that's whether that's Harrison Smith or, you know, they, they've struggled. They've given up. They've given up big plays. They've given up receptions to tight ends. You know, it, it might turn into you're going to get some play action, the boots, the waggles, the very simple throws. You know, we, we could be talking about on Monday. What a great game by Schultz and Hendershot and Ferguson and those guys, you know, what a great job by Dak getting him the football and that third down, you know, they needed seven and they got nine from Hendershot catching the ball. You know, they've struggled with sometimes on the outside. Absolutely. I, to me, Bobby, if the Cowboys win this game and I I hate to be captain obvious here, it's not going to be throwing the ball 48 times. It's going to be about the balance. It's going to be about having Ezekiel Elliott back in there running the football. And if it's, three yards, four yards, three yards, four yards, six yards, and then Pollard for 18, that's what it's going to take to win this football game. You know, I think they're really going to have to have some good balance because to me, this, this, these venues, when you play like in Minnesota, it, I, I never won a game in the Metrodome. I think it was 0-12. And, and I know it's not the Metrodome anymore, but it's the same damn crowd. They're, it's loud. That you hear that Viking horn, something usually bad happening to your team. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, they they are a very hearty, boisterous crowd, and so you you know you have to find ways to take them out of the out of this game, and you know running the football, showing balance, but not throwing the ball forty eight times. Now maybe maybe they're going to have to throw it for maybe it turns into a shootout for both teams. But, man, I, I know the best recipe for Dak is not having to throw it that much. So it is prediction time. I think when I look at this game, again, I, I just I, I don't feel like it's a great matchup right now uh, for this particular Dallas team and some of the issues that they've had. 
Um, it's certainly one that I think they can win, but but ultimately, I, I think that Minnesota picks up their eighth consecutive one possession victory, uh, and and I think they get this one twenty eight twenty four. What do you think for this that's game? A, on that's ex- that's exactly what I was going to say. I my my twenty eight twenty. 28-24, you know, this game could be 28-24 Dallas, too. I, I just, yeah. you you know, we're going to see Dallas on defense play with sense of urgency. We're going to see it. Now, whether they're good enough to, to make it work for 60 minutes, uh, that's yet to be seen because we've seen breakdowns on defense. We've seen breakdowns on offense, you know, but – I think that Minnesota is going to absolutely get Dallas's best shot in this game. But Minnesota has found ways to, to be behind in games, come back and win, and finish games off in these one-score games. But I, the number I had in mind was exactly what you said, 28-24 Vikings. You know, we heard J. Ron Kerr say we're 6-3, and three, the sky isn't falling, but we, we got to lock things down, you know, yada, yada, yada. Lose the next two games and you'll feel like the sky is falling. I, I was going to say, is this enough to make it feel like the sky is falling if you lose to Minnesota, or do you think you have to lose to Minnesota and the Giants? I think Minnesota and the Giants would be, a you know, because, you know, uh, I think Tennessee did you a favor, uh, you know, on, on Thursday night beating Green Bay. I was worried about Green Bay kind of getting back into the playoff hunt. But, you know, it looks like Green Bay is kind of who they are. It's a shame that you couldn't, you know, you had a 14-point lead and couldn't finish them off. But, yeah, you, you got to worry about other teams. You got to worry about San Francisco, Seattle, you know, those other teams that, you know, you know, getting into this playoff picture, uh, Tampa Bay, you know, all these teams getting back in. You start playing bad this time of year, that, that, could, be, that could be devastating to your playoff chances. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.